Welcome into another Red Out podcast. My name's Devin. We're going to be coming at you. We got some. I guess everybody's heard the news by now. We've got a transfer uh, player hoping to transfer or whatever, and uh, got a new basketball coach. So stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you to BetterHelp. Sorry about that. Um, uh, appreciate it. Uh, use the affiliate link. You get 10% off, and it helps us, and it also helps you. Uh, so betterhelp.com forward slash redout. Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? Pretty What's good. up, dude? Not much. My wife literally just called right when that ad was going. Nice. So I've got the mic off and I'm like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> um, but So that's why it's I sound a little frazzled when I started. Um, but anyway, so uh, just like always, uh, well, I just want to start the episode off by saying I appreciate our listeners this season. Uh, we appreciate your support. We've gone above and beyond. I mean, I... We've since we've kind of revamped the YouTube channel, uh, kind of got it a little more uh, oomph. We've had, you know, I think over thirty thousand downloads this season. So, wow. heck yeah, yeah. That's awesome, I mean, man. we're we're doing really well as far as everything's concerned. Um, just uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. You know, we don't have the subscribers we uh, we should, considering the amount of videos that are being watched. So. Uh, if you're listening, watching, you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe. We appreciate your support uh, and like, share and subscribe. It helps the algorithm. Uh, but yeah, um, we really appreciate our listeners. And uh, this this is with all of our basketball teams out of the way and, you know, b- baseball and softball not really being the sport for Western, sadly. Um, we're going to kind of take a hibernation and I'm going to go to sleep and wait for football season. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, winners and losers. Uh, Jared, do you have anybody? Uh, I guess my winner is also now kind of a loser at the same time. But I mean, I still got to pick fairly Dickerson because, I mean, of course, <laughs> yes. March Madness and everything. I mean, they were the second 16 seed to be able to beat a one seed. They beat Purdue. And that's, I didn't get to see UMBC beat Virginia. I had to go to bed that night super early because I were, had to open the next day. So I didn't get to see that game, but I got to see the Fairleigh Dickerson one. So I'm glad I got to see some March Madness history. And they're probably the worst team to ever win an NCAA tournament oh, yeah. like, by far. Like it, it to actually do what they did. Like the Northeastern Conference is terrible. 
and they had to play in just to play Purdue. So the fact that they were able to win that is incredible. But and the I mean, fact that too they were uh, what was it? They they weren't even supposed to be in there. The other yeah. team wasn't eligible or something like that. Yeah, Merrimack technically won that conference, but they just transitioned to D one, so they can't be in the tournament yet, which I think is a stupid rule. But I agree. Yeah, but they're also the loser because their coach, uh, Tobin Anderson, I think that's his name. Like, he's going to be out on his coach now because Rick Pitino's going to St. John. So, I mean, they'll probably lose all of their good players and everything. But at least they can say they made March Madness history by being probably the most improbable <laughs> win of all time, honestly. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, By the way, the name, right? Like, that sounds like, like when somebody said that, I was like, You've got to be kidding. Like, that is not the name of that school. Fairly I've seen it. I've seen it abbreviated as Fair Dick before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know I'm not the only perverted person in the room. Matt's on the show, so come on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just um, kick off the last episode right. Might as well. And that reminds me, we are sponsored by Trench Coats R Us. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so um and then of course on the flip side of that coin you want to talk about fairly dickerson winning what about purdue losing that one oh that's oh, oh and by the way kentucky losing to kansas state i called it i'm just saying called yeah, it right I'm surprised here they made it that far honestly True. i just knew it was gonna happen i knew it was gonna happen i saw it and i'm like this is what's gonna happen we're right we're looking at the re- this is a repeat of what was that 18 I don't even, 19, 20, it wasn't 20. I don't know. Either way, they did it a few years back. They lost to Kansas State again, and I was like, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, Matt, do you have any winners or losers? Sure. Yeah, I guess my winner and loser is kind of connected to the same same thing. I, uh, my winner is uh, <laughs> Fletcher Kills WKU Baseball Shopping Desires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the most specific out of all time so, yes but yeah they uh uh coach raritan announced that they're they're selling stuff at the game so the problem is he lives in in northern kentucky so he's like three and a half hours away so he's probably never gonna be able to go to a game to get the gear so yes fletcher, for, years. for those of you who don't know fletcher <laughs> is a writer slash editor for the towel rack he's the founder and ceo yes 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 that's CEO. Right. yes uh, so yes, he uh, legitimate media. Yes, usually we see a lot of comments about the hats, but the 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 hoodie was a new one for me. So that's funny. Yeah, well, he's fired up, but poor guy can't get down here to to go check it out. <laughs> Another winner is a WKU football team because they got brand new locker rooms and they honestly look oh, really man. good. They, I didn't. I, well, I mean, one. obviously, since uh, was that seven or eight when they got the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, was, they got uh, the new locker rooms, and I guess they haven't updated it since then. Yeah, so they were getting pretty beat up. I mean, they were they were getting rough when I was leaving, and I know they were. Yeah, they were kind of struggling to. <laughs> well, to we keep had it a, going, but well, you man, were there when uh, you were there when uh, the one of the managers got shoved into the locker. So no, that was the year before. That was was uh, that before you? I thought you yeah, were there for that. Yeah, Robert Dark and and Dittmer and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to name names, but yeah. Oh, whoops. Okay. Well, <laughs> the loser tonight, Robert Dark, getting named on <laughs> abusing people. 
you better hope he doesn't hear it. He'll beat you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, I guess uh, the big winner, big takeaway is Western uh, named their head coach uh, last, uh, the what, Monday? Or the, was it? It was this week? past Monday, a couple days ago. Okay. Just so sometime. they just named them this past Monday. Uh, coach Lutz is going to be the new coach at Western Kentucky University's men's basketball team. And from what it sounds like, he is he is just fired up and ready to go. Um, I did not watch the press conference. Matt, did you watch that? I did. Um, okay. I watched it. I didn't watch it live. I watched it in replay. And it's funny because we had, you know, people that were watching it live in our tower rack chat and I kind of got a different impression from some of the stuff. And then you go back and watch, and it's like, oh, okay, I actually understand. Yeah. What, what they was saying. going on. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I was told that Caboni <laughs> kind of like called out, called out the Western community or whatever, which that's not really what happened at all. Um, it was more like we need to come together and unite and really support these guys like they deserve, which is absolutely true. So that was a way better message than I thought. Yeah, no, right. Sent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was you know it was a really nice press conference, and you got a lot of answers, but also you you didn't learn a ton either. You don't know a lot of coach a, speak. Yeah, and and it's great to win a press conference. I think he did a good job and all that, but. Um, what does it mean? It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. Um, but super exciting. I, I mean, I think, I think I've kind of seen everybody. Well, okay. Let me back up real quick. Um, my wife has asked me a few times what now, and this is, this is, this is kind of an insult to me, but, a but a praise for you, Matt. She said, she asked me, she goes, what does Matt McKay think of the new coaching hire? And I said, well, I think blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, I kind of like Matt's take on things. And I was like, what the shit? <laughs> I didn't know. It's, uh, man, it's getting awkward here. I didn't know I had a fan in your wife. <laughs> yes. My wife wants to know what you my think wife probably about doesn't it. Appreciate she, apparently either. she's read some of your stuff and she likes the way you uh, analyze uh, things, I guess. So, well, cool. so I, what do I you mean... think of Coach Lutz? I mean, I, I think he was he was the guy to hire. When you look at all the other candidates, it's like, okay, Darren Horn. It took him five years to succeed here. What if he comes back and it's – I mean, he was Stansbury before Stansbury, and he almost got himself fired then and then had the Sweet 16 run. So, yeah, you know, people – it's kind of like, you know, you, you – abs, uh, what is it? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, yes. people forget all the negative things about Darren Horn. Well, one of them was he had good teams, but he didn't really make it. And then finally he made it and made the run, and we all remember him well. But I didn't think he was the best candidate. And then uh, some of the other ones, you know, it's kind of more of a risk. You know, Spradlin from Moorhead. Um, you know, you had the Bradley coach and some of these assistants and stuff. And then you have Lutz, who – has done nothing but win everywhere he's been. He immediately takes a head coaching job and takes some terrible program that hadn't hardly done anything that was in terrible shape and had like controversy with the program and everything. And he immediately takes them to the tournament. So I thought, I think this is a great hire and it's exactly who we should have hired. I do too. Um, and what I explained to her was, is, and I'll reiterate here is that, you know, Lutz was able to do 
things at Corpus Christi um, that Western is kind of in the same situation. Does that make sense? Like, the, like, like we're in the kind of similar situations as Corpus Christi is uh, when he came in. And I think that he can kind of exponentially expound on what he's done there here. I think this is really fertile ground for him to move into is what I'm saying. I got you. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, well, we, we I, at least have a few wins. They had five and they had one NCAA tournament appearance ever before. Yeah. Then, so, well, okay. Um, I don't want to skip over you, Jared. What did you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. I think this was a great hire. Just looking at his history of, what he's been able to do with, I mean, he was the person that helped recruit Zach Eady to Purdue, which I mean, he's like mm-hmm. Naismith caliber player as far as like player of the year caliber player, even though they did get beat. I mean, he helped do that. He was at Creighton for a little bit. And of course being a head coach at a uh, and CC Corpus Christi, I mean, going to the tournament back to back. And I, I think it's going to be an easier build, hopefully, for him here because, I mean, he's got some pretty talented players that will likely be staying. I mean, we're not going to lose everybody, I hope. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. and I, even now, I mean, I've been seeing where he's going after some people still and uh, like tra- already talking to some transfers, trying to get them to come in. So I, I think that he's going to be really solid. I think he's the perfect like, I mean, he's still newer to being a head coach. I mean, he, I think he is almost kind of like a Tyson Hilton in a way as far as, like, he's not too old, but he's also, like, not really young either. And he didn't really have as much, like, head coaching experience. But, I mean, he still seems to be very knowledgeable and seems pretty pretty knowledgeable of the game and can hopefully make the right adjustments. So I'm hoping that he can do that. I, I agree. I'm, I'm hoping that he can slide in. I mean, of course, and then another thing, it just kind of dropped a few minutes ago that um, a uh, Northern Arizona transfer, Jalen Cohn, has got Western on the list. Yeah. So now, if that's a Stan hangover, I don't know. Uh, a Stansbury hangover, I don't know. But no, that's probably recent. And that, and yeah, I don't know. And of course, he's going to retain a few, I think a few of the coaches. Is that right, guys? We don't really know about that. Not yet. sure. Okay. Well, I heard Coach Cross was still kind of hanging around. Hopefully. So, um, and of course, I've heard. Okay. So I want to I, I want to address this as we talk about this next part. Um, drop my phone. Uh, I want to talk about this next part. Um, when 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 there's changes in leadership, there are changes in rosters. It happens. You know. Stansberry was driving a, you know, he was driving a beat up station wagon and maybe Lutz wants to drive a Corvette. You know, this, this are parts we got. And so if we're going to change things, if he's going to change things, then some of the roster is going to change. So if these guys are wanting to transfer out, that's fine. They change leadership. You know, this is, these are 18 to 22 year old kids. You know, if they want to change leadership, that's fine. If that's what they want to do, I wish them the best of luck. I hope that they play. I hope they do well, and I hope they succeed in whatever Absolutely. they do. Um, now, with that said, we got the news the other night that Davion McKnight is transferring. I would like to see him finish here. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish him all the best. I wish him, you know, whatever. I wish him everything, you know, you know, country music song here, everything he wishes. I wish he could get it, you know, whatever. Um, but 
I'm hoping that he finishes his career here. He's a good player. I like Davion McKnight. Everything I've ever seen, I've never met him in person, but everything I've ever seen about him, he's a class act. He is, you know, a very stand-up person. You know, he's a model player for Western Kentucky University. And I think that, and I speak for probably a lot of the fan base, that they'd like to see him finish here. Now, with that said, I've seen some idiots on Facebook and such that are idiots, and you just have to look over them. Um, like, I had one guy on Facebook, and it really irps me. He said, the coach told him to hustle, and he said he'd transfer. You idiot. The guy <laughs> played over 30 minutes a game. He averaged, I looked this up, he averaged over 33 minutes a game this year. He over averaged over 35 minutes a game last year. And I'm like, how is that not hustling? Well, they can put them out there. That don't mean they hustle. Dude, just go mow your grass and shut up. You know, you're like, you're an idiot, man. That's ridiculous. And so that's something that McKnight needs to think about, too, is that he's not going to get that kind of playing time anywhere else. Yeah, well, I mean, and from what I've seen, a lot of the, I'm assuming bigger schools are wanting to recruit him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is an NIL thing he's looking at. Because and of course Louisville's hollering at him too, which he's from Louisville, isn't he? Or that area? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I understand wanting to do that, but Western's going to be the better team next year. The conference is shifting for Western, and it's shifting in our favor, mind you. If we if we keep Allen and McKnight, we're going to be in a lot better footing than we are this year. This is what he needs to think about, at least for Louisville, is that he can go to a bigger school but have a coach that has proven they can't win at Division One level, or he could stay at WKU with a coach that has been able to turn programs around very quickly and probably have more minutes to play as well and be the senior leader of the team and have like an entire family base that already supports you and cares about you. So, yes. And, I mean, and to I, me, it would be an easy decision. But I mean, like, of course, Louisville, they have more money to dish out for NIL than we do, obviously. So that's well, that's that's questionable because Reed did the same thing. And supposedly Louisville call, was knocking on the door for Reed. But they weren't able to pull out the NIL that they could, I guess, for Western, I guess. Or or it was close Louisville enough that Reed was like, no it. reason to pack up. Yeah, they probably lowballed him, but it worked in our favor, so I'll take it. <laughs> hey, I completely agree. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think like the biggest issue that I have with like I, I'm happy if they transfer. Like Tolu Smith is an awesome story of yes. transferring and going somewhere bigger and being like massive and appreciated. Successful. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Like he's he's like he's probably going to get a drafted or whatever. I don't know. He's definitely got more attention at a big school and was the reason that that team was as good as they were. One of the main reasons that they were that good. So good for him, but there's also the The bad um, stories. Yeah. You know, the Jacor Pearson's and um, the um, other guy that went to Ole Miss that barely made any kind of pro team um, uh, offensive lineman. Anyway, there are a lot of stories where you take off from Western and you kind of regret um, because you're not and, playing, yeah, right. And I think you really have to be careful if you're an undersized player going to a bigger conference because you can get washed away really quick if you're a little bit undersized and you're, you know, skilled and and even athletic. But um, I think 
you can run into some issues if you're just like everybody else at the new school. Yeah. You don't stand out as much and you've got to earn your stripes from the bottom up. If you stay at Western, you're pretty much, he's pretty much going to have pro opportunities. If he stays at Western, he could go to Louisville or LSU or wherever and disappear and possibly never get seen by the pros and never really see anything come from his career. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll illustrate hypothetically, like you're saying, he is the big fish in this pond and he's going to stand out a lot more in this pond than if he goes to the Louisville pond, the Clemson, the Auburn, you know, any of those, um, Xavier, because those are also big fish. And I'm just hoping he doesn't get lost in the, in the, in the mess, because honestly, like if he goes to the pros and he makes it, you know, couple years he goes pro or whatever um or if he's able to do it this year you know that only reflects back on western unlike mitchell robinson uh curse him either way um voldemort yes because we don't because like the thing with that situation is like you know he didn't even play here and it doesn't even list i don't it probably does it list his college as western yeah i think so on ESPN, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Either way, but, like, you know, it doesn't reflect for Western, you know. That's the – at the end of the day, you know, these kids are going through and playing, and they're going to become alumni, and they're going to do great, and they're going to succeed at life and everything else, and I hope the best for them. But at the end of the day, you got to kind of – you're passing the you're passing the legacy on to the next generation. Yeah. And if we're not able to sustain the uh, talent level – for the next group coming in because they watched Davion McKnight, they watched Sharp, they watched Allen, you know, then, you know, we're going to go backward and we don't need that in the slightest, but you know, that selfishly I'm thinking that, but you know, I want him to succeed. I want him to go pro. I want him to do all the best. And honestly, I, I think I saw even in his statement, he released to the press that he is, um, uh, he may even test the waters with the NBA. Good. Do it. I'm completely fine with that. Because let's say hypothetically he goes to the pro to the scouts or whoever, and they're, wa- they're watching him work out. They're doing this. They're doing that. And they go, uh, you need to work on this. Uh, you need to work on that. That's a learning experience, and that isn't only going to help him become a better player. And I am 100% fine with that. You know, and then they're going to give him a prospect of where he could possibly be drafted or undrafted or whatever. And then you could say, okay, I need to work from there. You know, this is the first floor. We need to get up to the fifth floor. You know, this is what we need to do. Let's do this. Um, But I'll get off my pedestal. Um, Jared, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see him stay. I mean, I could understand why. Like, I think that probably the most enticing one, at least to me, would be Xavier. Because, yeah. I mean, they're Sweet 16. Um, of course, another example is Adam Kunkel, who was at Belmont, transferred to there and has been, like, in their starting rotation and been averaging a bunch of points. Well, and it's looked like a really about solid about Boom, too, from, yeah, uh, from UTEP. UTEP. Yeah. That's so. a great name. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, Coach Miller, he knows what he's doing for the most part. I mean, he was at Arizona. I mean, he was he started at Xavier and then went to Arizona and then had all that pro- those problems <laughs> and uh, came back to Xavier. But I mean, I don't know. I hope he, I hope McKnight would stay though. Pull an Austin Reed, just kind of test the waters, go get a bunch of free food at these schools, 
get some meals for free. Nice and, tours. Yeah, some nice tours. Get a bunch of merch and stuff, and then just come home and just give it one more ride with Western with a new coach that's proven that they can turn things around really quickly. So I think it could be really solid to be able to retain him. And I mean, I will say we have heard from inside sources that Lutz has already given it to the guys. They're already doing intense workouts to get ready for the next season or shed the trim, the fat, whatever. So, Hey, he's wanting to change things and he's already starting on the first week. That's good. So that's exciting for me. I'm excited. I am ready for basketball season, and I rarely say that. So, Yeah, we got something to look forward to come October, that's for sure. And it's not going to be the same thing that it always is every season. I am honestly – it sounds bad, but I am ready for fall football. Like, it's the worst time of year for me because I'm just sitting there going – it's like a little kid with Christmas. I'm like, how many days till football season starts? Uh, But anyway. Uh, so along with Davion McKnight transferring, um, Matt, who else do, are we looking at as far as the guys that are either graduating or transferring or drafting? Well, I know you've got, uh, and, and Jared might know more than I do, but, um, Jordan okay. Rawls has announced. We also, we also have a roster tracker on the Towrax uh, page, so you can check that there too, but go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Yeah. So Jordan Rawls has announced that he's transferring again, which, mm-hmm. Apparently he didn't learn from his last lesson when he left because he came straight back wishing that he hadn't ever left. Anyway, um, he's in the transfer portal. Um, hopefully he stays. Um, and then you've got um, the three seniors on senior night were Acott, Frampton, and Jarius Hamilton. So they're definitely like they have no more eligibility left. Well, that sucks. And then you've got Sharp who um, – may or may not stay there's possibility he could be going to the nba we don't honestly we don't really hear much of anything about him um even I, rumors I've, or whatever I've, don't know what I've, he's doing. I've heard sources say he's going to go to the nba but like you said there's nothing official out there so i don't know he's going to be he's not going to be a first rounder so i just I no but i don't think it's good wisdom if he can get second round, I guess whatever, you know, good for him, especially, you know, what if you get injured, you know, you're seven, five, whatever. But I think he should, I think he should stay and develop another year and see what happens next year. But he needs to work on his offense because yeah, he, he can has, still do way better under the rim. on yeah, and, and we, I mean, he's, you know, he's this great prospect, but he's averaging seven and seven and, and, Four blocks is great, but seven and seven, like, how does that translate to the league? You can't, I can't be yeah. like your, your ceiling is seven points a game, you know? He needs you to watch tape on Zach Eady, someone big, close to his size, but the the way he was able to get all those rebounds, like, pretty much all season, like, I think he almost averaged a double-double. I think to, to his credit, he got better at rebounding towards the end of the year. He, he was, like, maybe getting six rebounds, and he upped it to where he was getting a double-double every once in a while and stuff like that. And that was because he upped his effort, I think, on the on the glass. But he still has to – there's no reason he couldn't average a double-double. Yeah. No yeah. way, and, and you can't convince me. I don't care. He's so athletic, and uh, he's not an idiot. No, um, like he he has enough there that he could figure out a way to get, you know, thirteen and eleven. 
you know there's no reason yeah he's an intelligent young man um from everything i've ever heard about sharp um i will say and, and another thing on mcknight real quick and then i will just keep going with your transfers and stuff uh they sure. did say he's still working out with the team so that's another positive thing that he's still with the team as far as everything's concerned but he is keeping his options open it's not as the kids would say facebook official facebook official <laughs> that's back in our old days when if you were dating a girl if it wasn't on facebook it didn't count <laughs> oh dude jared laughs but like i remember nah, you, i know what you take a girl about. out and they'd be like they'd be like well, that's not on facebook man it's on facebook and you're like oh my god seriously jared that that was back in the 2010s yeah that was Maybe. the early yeah that's before i was in the 21st century <laughs> you were in diapers yeah, <laughs> he was in like fourth grade, probably when that happened. No, 2010, I was a sophomore in high school. Well, Gosh. this. Let's see. Jared probably doesn't remember MySpace either, though. I remember MySpace. Y'all act like I'm like one of these Gen Z kids. <laughs> like five or six years. I turned ago. 30 this year. <laughs> oh, are you 30? I will be in September. Oh, okay. Probably by the time we oh, redo the podcast, come fall, I'll be 30. There we go. Yeah, I'll be, by that time, I'll be 36. So, yep, old as. Highball Dev. Yep. Get off my yard! <laughs> Damn kids! You'll have all summer to do that. I'm sure it'll be fun. I've already got, I've already got uh, what my grandparents call old timers. I don't remember shit. But anyway. <laughs> So, uh, back to our transfers and graduations, graduations, graduations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the like I was saying, I, I kind of named off the people that are either have definitely announced that they're taking off, or that we know they can't be back. I mean, every, everybody else is a mystery, and um, Dante Allen seems like he's engaged with with Lutz, but you, I mean, you never know. He might just decide he you know screw it i'm gonna test it out too you don't know until yeah. you know well into the off season we won't know yeah. what the heck's really going on so um uh, okay yeah. so I'm, I'm on the roster tracker on uh Talrax, uh, uh article so definitely check that out if you haven't returning guards walk-ons or returning walk-ons excuse me we got noah stansbury <laughs> how long yeah. does that last <laughs> Well, I mean, I heard that it's likely that Coach Stansbury will be staying at Bowling Green. Which is and That's fine. another thing, too. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but, I mean, Western's going to be paying him $500,000 over the course of the next year as mm -hmm. part of his buyout for him resigning. So, um, yeah, we'll be giving him half a million dollars. But, I mean, I feel like his him and his family will still be in Bowling Green. I don't really picture them just moving off, especially if he's not going to be coaching anywhere else. I mean, might as well stay. But how yeah. weird is it going to be for Noah, though? Like, that's almost impossible not to have some kind of, like, hard feelings or frustrations or whatever Maybe. with a new coach. It'd take I mean, a lot I, of humility. Like, even if I wanted to do that, like, if he if he wants to stay at Western or whatever, I just feel like you get in there and then you realize, like, you've got these feelings that you didn't feel until you get in the moment. And it's like, screw this guy. He stole my dad's job, you know? Like, 
up until you said that, I was like, is that how you felt when you started dating your wife or you got these feelings, you didn't understand them. <laughs> I never knew what my special purpose did. <laughs> uh, I completely agree. Um, I think it would be weird to, I mean, it'd take a lot. I mean, and granted he's a walk on, but you know, at the end of the day, coach is going to yell at you and you're going to be like, well, is it because I'm the old coach's son or is it because I'm screwing up? You know, I mean, and um, I mean, I mean he's not going to see the court much regardless. I mean, if he wanted to, he could do the Jake Omer route and go back to the NIA or something. He could go to somewhere like Campers, Campbellsville. His dad's yes, on we the did modern. try and get him on the podcast, by the way, just so everybody <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Yeah, what happened? He didn't answer? Yeah, I, I, I sent him a message, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, buddy. And I was like, okay. So, nothing. Yeah. He just, just left us he sitting just, out here. He just, he, just, he just ghosted us, as the kids say. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but along with Noah Stansbury, we've got Tyler Olden and Jalen Dorsey both walk on. So Massive. Um, Glad they're still on board. Yes. Well, I mean, hey, you gotta walk I mean, on. We can give him justice a seventh year if we need to. He's still on the staff, maybe. So that's true. Just appeal NCAA again. Yes. See what happens. Um, which, by the way, okay, I, I was talking earlier about the guy who's complaining about the hustle. Um, I also had a guy who was who was on the opposite end of the spectrum. I was talking about being positive and being supportive of the players and all this. And in his little post. He's like, yeah, if you see a player out with his girlfriend, pay for their meal. Mm-hmm. I was like, buddy, you can't do that. Yeah. That's an NCAA violation. I was like, you know, to hope they don't see this. Well, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I had to literally screenshot the post and underline the part. I'm like, dude, yes, you did. You said it. <laughs> we can't, we can, you can't do that. That's a violation. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, boomers. You say I, that almost, you I almost bought his groceries at Kroger. I almost cost the tops. <laughs> Did I tell you? I didn't. I don't think I told y'all this. Um, my kids were so worried about Davion <laughs> when he when he got hurt in that one game and got carted off. Like my my three year old was like, number one, they had no idea who he was before this happened. <laughs> But like he's on the ground, he's on there, and they're putting him on the stretcher, and I'm like, "Baby, he's fine." You know what's what's wrong with him? Why is he laying down? You know whatever. And it's like he's fine. And the next words came out of my mouth that I re- deeply regret. I said, "He's going to the hospital." Oh God! And and they go, "He's going to he's going to the hospital." What's wrong with Davion or whatever? I'm like, you didn't even know who he was until he banged his neck into the goal. Like, what the heck, dude? And for the next like three weeks, they're asking me about Davion. Is Davion okay? I'm like, baby, he played the next game. Like two games <laughs> later, he's fine. But is he still in the hospital? No. Yes. He's hey. fine. <laughs> I can tell you with my three year old, like, okay, so few probably shoot, it's been a few weeks now. My wife's Jeep tore up. Okay. So my daughter's, oh, mama's Jeep, mama's Jeep, mama's Jeep. So my wife drives by. It's parked at the business, at the funeral home. And she drives by, and my daughter sees it, and she goes, mama's Jeep. And my wife casually says, daddy broke it. 
No. I have not heard the end of that crap in weeks. She'll be like, Mama's Jeep, Daddy broke it. And I'm like, are you serious right now? But hey, seriously, you know, Davion McKnight, if you're listening to this, there are three-year-olds out there that are concerned with your health. Oh, I went so off. Can't go anywhere, buddy. You got to stay here. That, uh, I, I already said where it was, so whatever. At Kroger, um, hopefully people aren't like stalking Kroger, hoping to give them a speech. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I went up and told him. I was like, listen, section. man. I was like, listen, man. My kids were worried about you when you went down, and and uh, I was just, you know, I was just making sure you were all right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you good, man. You good. No, you know what's really funny is if you had the kids with you, you could just be like, see, he's fine. I know, I did. I was like, see, I mean, I was right there. They were, they could see him and stuff. I was like, I just want to let, show my kids that you're fine or whatever. (laughs) Poor guy. He's just like, oh my gosh. Freaking idiot. (laughs) Yes, yes. He's like, no stupid kids out of my way. (laughs) That is that's 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 great. Um, so uh, let's see. Do we have a lady tops roster tracker? Is he just do men's? I think uh, Ross just has the guys at the moment. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, we does. had a list. Somebody posted a list, and so I know who it is. Um, okay, you go right ahead. Yeah, we have had a few names that, and they're bigger names on the roster. They're not like the, you know, the girl that hardly played or whatever. I mean, they're pretty important. One was uh, Hope Savori who's big shot maker um, and has been around a while. And then uh, Jalen Foster, who was a starter. I'm not really sure what the angle is there. I don't know if she just isn't super happy or if she feels like she's being replaced. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me at all on that one. And yeah. then um, uh, Macy Blevins was the other one who she and Savori kind of make a little bit more sense. Their yeah. roles were kind of reduced. Macy Blevins was – um, she was pretty productive last year as a freshman. Um, and I, I can't remember if she averaged double digits or not, but she, she didn't nearly have the impact she did this year. And Savori okay. was the same way. She's played a bigger role in some other years. And this year she didn't start and whatever. So I get those two, but, uh, um, Jalen Foster is a total mystery to me. Why she's really looking anywhere else. Like she, she had a decent year. But she I mean, wasn't. She, it's not like she's she, averaging twenty points and looking to move up. She got like eight or nine is points. She, is she like uh, Austin Reed, Davion McKnight, or is this just what? You know, are they she just testing the waters? Is you know? Yeah, I don't. I don't get the angle for her. I mean, she she's getting playing time. She's starting. She she was allowed to do what she wanted. What I mean, she just doesn't like the situation here. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense to me at all. Um, yeah, but it's alarming because those are three pretty, uh, pretty important pieces. That if there are any more that, and especially if all three of those actually leave, um, you're you're losing some pretty important pieces and and some experience and also size. Yeah, don't have any size anyway. So, I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get on the recruiting trail and get some big girls. Even if they don't leave, we need to have a couple big girls. But if we lose them, we're losing some of our size that we already didn't have. So yeah. I'm a little concerned. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you, hopefully, buddy. Yeah, hopefully that's that's it. 
and maybe one or two of them don't leave or whatever, but that's I'm already concerned that we're kind of going back down the Greg Collins spiral of everybody leaves and then we don't have any players. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm hoping you are incorrect in that, but, you know, um, we'll see. Um, hopefully Coach will be able to pull in some girls and we can re uh, reload and continue the uh, tradition of doing pretty good. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll build off this next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's further. the thing with the late – sorry, man, I mean to – no, no, no. Go ahead. You're the lady top guru. So yeah, but I mean, with the lady tops, like they had such a nice season. They were picked to finish sixth, and they finished second. They made the championship game, you know, and fought hard enough, you know, and well enough against middle for you to feel like, you know, what? There's something here if we can just keep this core. Yeah. And, and then they go and play Kansas, and they were like toe to toe with Kansas, which I was shocked by for the first yeah. half. And then they kind of they got tired, and and Kansas woke up and I think got pissed off and um, <laughs> yeah. did what they probably should have done because they were huge and just a horrible matchup for us. But somehow we hung in it. And uh, so I was really feeling incredible about the Lady Tops. And I still feel very good. But as soon as the season's over, you start seeing the same thing that happens every year with Collins or Michelle Clark Hurt, either one. They have people leave and you're kind of wondering, like, well, what are we going to have next year? Because – all these pieces that are pretty important are taken off on us. So what's going on behind the scenes and why are they, yeah. Why are they wanting to leave? Um, yeah. Because all you gotta do is keep them together add a couple big girls and we would be NCAA tournament material for sure. It would be us in middle and you fight it out at the end of the year to see who goes, you know? Yeah. So it's frustrating. Yeah. It is. Um, and of course, Western, like Matt said, Western lost to Kansas. Um, 86-72, and, yeah, and it's just like you said, it was right into the third quarter there where Kansas started kind of pulling away, but up till that point, Western was still with them. Yeah, I mean, it was um, tied at halftime. Like, I, I had, I thought we had no chance to be close yeah. at all, and we we took it to them. Um, Alexis Mead had, like, 12 rebounds. That was crazy. Five-foot-five girl has 12 rebounds, and she had most of them in the first half. She had 10 at halftime, I think. That's awesome. Um, um, they really played well the first half, and then it just kind of, yeah. And there's it, no, it like it there's, <laughs> there's no stats that really kind of shut them out either. You know, mm-hmm. Western shot twenty three percent from three. They shot twenty seven percent. We shot forty percent from the field. They shot forty six. Um, we had ten turnovers. They had eleven. I mean, they had forty five rebounds where we had thirty seven. But still, yeah. You know, and none of these difference. stats are horrible. Main difference was the big girl got going in the second half. They had the six six girl, that's insane. She was averaging fifteen and thirteen and like three three blocks and um, stealing a half a game. So she was like really productive, and she's six six. And we don't have anybody that really plays that's taller than six foot. So it was just a bad matchup. And finally, she woke up and you know she blocked the crap out of a couple of our girls, and it was like, you know, it was like Shaq playing middle schoolers you know like <laughs> wasn't pretty um yeah, but i mean she was just such a good player and in the second half she really got going and that was the difference so uh like so so um I, hopefully they do well in the in the uh coming season we'll let you all know uh next season uh next season of the red out podcast uh how the lady tops are doing um but guys uh baseball 
ended up playing Louisville yesterday and law uh, of yesterday as in Tuesday and lost 15 to eight Louisville's ranked number six. That's pretty yeah. cool to be able to keep it from a 10 run rule there. And we were, we were in it too. I mean, we had a lead, uh, what sixth inning, I think. Um, and then they immediately just poured it on and, and blew us out. But we fought re- really well for it being a midweek game. You know, I, I watched a little bit of, of Red and it was and, televised, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, HSSN Network something. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know if it was HSSN. It would it have been SEC Network. Something, whatever. <laughs> uh, but anyway. It was Big Ten Network. <laughs> okay. <Big> Ten. Yeah. <laughs> we it. watched it on the Big East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, they lost. I mean, and to keep it within seven, that's not bad. And actually, it, Western actually out-hit Louisville. So... Mm-hmm. We, um, we gave up a bunch of walks at the end of the game, and they they capitalized. It was really, uh, we just got tired, and um, you know, and Raritan didn't. He he t- he said in his pregame stuff that he he wasn't bringing some of his weekend guys to a Tuesday game, even though it was against number six. Yeah, he was just kind of letting some guys get some experience and stuff like that. So to to uh, kind of not take the day off, but you know. You, to you not bring it your best, work. yeah, and you almost beat Louisville. That's that's a huge feather in your cap. Good job. So, and Western ended up losing two games out of the three game series against Middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Friday, they they lost twelve to eight. On Saturday, they lost. Are um, they won eight to four? Excuse me. And then on Sunday, they lost eight to six. Um, and then, of course, Western played Austin P on the on the 14th, which was, okay, we already talked about that because it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, but, yeah, best of luck to the baseball team this season. We hope you all do well. Um, hopefully Coach Raritan is able to uh, continue the uh, the wins that he's uh, accumulated thus far. And then, uh, What if we make a bet? What's a bet? What well, let's let's bet I'm gonna bet that Western makes the NCAA tournament this year, and if we do, we'll have a podcast. Okay, I'll agree. And to then that. you'll you'll have to go to one Western game next year. <laughs> <laughs> one Western baseball game. Okay, okay, I'll I'll agree to that. We'll seal it on the podcast here. God, uh, good deal. All right, we're, so they're they're making making it, the we're making it. We got the sound bites. Hey, yep. you, you don't even seats. know because you don't pay attention to baseball, but Conference USA <laughs> is an at-large uh, freaking machine in baseball. So coming. <laughs> I will know because I do check our group chat every now and then, and I'll see the if they go crazy after a baseball game. So, uh, But, yes, I hope they do. Um, and then, of course, uh, we got Lady Top Softball and uh, the Lady Tops. Let's see what y'all did. Um, they ended up playing UTEP and they split. No, they, they won two of the three. Oh, good. I um, didn't even check it. UTEP, uh, Friday, they lost six to three. They've won on Saturday, the 18th, 14 to seven. And then they won on Sunday, the 19th, six to one. And those were all at, uh, Texas El Paso. So that's good. And then, yeah, that was the, okay. And they played Miami, Ohio before that. So we already talked about that. So yeah, Lady Top's doing well too. Um, hey Matt, you want to make a bet? <laughs> <What are> you... 
so if the girls, money? hey, if the if the if the, if the girls, if so, softball makes the NCAA, you have to wear a dress to the game, to the softball game, oh, and we no. need pictures. <laughs> is this is this if if I win or lose the bet? <laughs> 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 that doesn't bother me at all, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who yeah, I'm talking to. I, I, I do that. I yeah, do who that doesn't wear shirts at games most times? So, <laughs> nah. Here's a bet. How about I, both of the teams make the NCAA tournament, and if they do, then we have to link up, and y'all have to buy me something to eat. Now, how about we just link up and we each have to go have to go to the game shirtless, and one of us has to be W and the other in KU. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> I just want food. God, my wife will. <laughs> yeah, Jared, where's the negative for you? You're just getting free food, you exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you would be blessed by my presence. There we go. Oh man, well, thank you. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so uh, I've I'm trying to save a little room because this is our last segment of the year. What is? We'll start with uh, Jared because he hasn't gotten a lot of talking. Uh, it's probably for the best (laughs) (laughs) well with lady tops matt's kind of our guru so yeah i mean it's Um, good info though but with um let's go with your favorite and your least favorite moments this year um for our past basketball and football seasons um so my favorite moment just in general was probably the bowl game for football beating south alabama the way that we did that was an incredible game. Uh, of course, like they have won like 10 wins as South Alabama did. And we just came in there and that first half was so incredible. I mean, we were just like completely on fire, firing all cylinders on offense, just absolutely torching them. And seeing that kind of, seeing us do that to someone that almost won the Sun Belt, I thought was pretty amazing. And I think that was the best possible way we could have ended the season and gave a bunch of momentum for next year. Um, so that was definitely probably my favorite moment. I mean, my least favorite moment was the entirety of our men's basketball season. <laughs> yeah. But it's... I mean, that was rough, but I mean, there were still some decent moments. I mean, it was good to see. I mean, of course the sharp got some highlight reel dunks and blocks and everything else. I mean, McKnight still lit up the scoreboard. And I mean, as bad as it was, it is going to lead to us having a new coach and hopefully some new blood into the program and just be able to have a lot stronger season this upcoming year. So by the time we get back on the podcast and get ready for football season, the way that it ended really strong and the excitement with it, and also just the excitement of having a new coach with basketball and uh, just a, some newness to the program and seeing what all he does this off season, hopefully bring in a bunch of new guys. I think that that's, we're going to be in a really good spot come September or August or whenever we start back up. So we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about with the off season. Um, just seeing what all kind of happens. We still have spring football coming up less than a month, probably. So, I mean, we'll still have some random things to just kind of keep up with from now until August. But I'm excited, like you are, Devin, for football season to get here, especially the way that it ended this past season was pretty good. I hope that we can compete for a conference title. I completely agree. I'd love to see that. Um, And then, of course, Reed Mm 2.0. I have a bad habit of, of confusing names. And I always switch Reed with Zap sometimes when I'm when I'm just quickly saying something. Um, but that was one downfall with Zappy is we didn't get him two years. We got him one. We haven't really so, had anyone two years, at least since Dowdy. 
Yeah. No, probably Mike White. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing too. Like you said, if we get Reed for two years, I'm really excited about this next year. Yeah. Um, Matt, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with you next. Least favorite favorite. What do you got, bud? Yeah. So I didn't know we were doing least favorite. So I'm scrambling, trying to think of stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Besides what Jared said, which obviously men's basketball was a nightmare. Um, Sadly. Yes. Yeah. So I guess my least favorite, um, you know, the, um, I was trying to think in the football season, if you remember, there was a little bit of time there where we were kind of like, God, are we going to come off the rails here? And, you know, we lost to North Texas, got blown out. That was a, that was a low moment. But then obviously the, the highlight of football was for me, especially was to be able to go to the game and see us perform like that. Like, you know, I kind of, took on a risk to go down there, you know, um, spent some money, whatever. I'm just glad that it paid off so well um, and had a good time and got to hang out with some good good people and everything. And it was a, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, and so totally worth it. I hadn't been to a bowl game or really any away games in, in years. And so it was really nice, super awesome moment. Um, and then um, as far as uh, – I guess the lady tops, my least favorite part of that was the, the off. I mean, the, the preseason was terrible. The non-conference was like, God, are we going <laughs> to, you know, are we going to be like, you know, five and 25 at the end of the year, but they turned it around. And I mean, it was a super high moment to, to, to do as well as we did in the conference uh, and, and get second. All that was really cool. And then the men's basketball, obviously was you know the getting not even scoring 40 points against north texas and i just i mean some of those moments this year in men's basketball was like how could we how is this even possible um, yeah you know to score 33 i think yeah I mean, against it was the first north time texas. since like 1947 or some crazy ridiculous number before they before they even had the three pointer, uh, you know, and just unbelievable. Um, yeah. But the one positive for the men, I think, was the the UAB game was kind of like a is a nice moment, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of a crappy season to beat a quality team and to see us kind of come together. And there were some moments there, like Dante Allen, um, you know, just coming out of nowhere and exploding for twenty points a game for a little bit. I mean, it was cool to see. And uh, hopefully we we can keep some of the guys around and have some good good memories next year with uh, with Coach Lutz. I agree, um, but I will say with football, um, you know, we started out really well. We had that Indiana game, which, by the way, we complete horse crap. We should have won that game. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that's a game that I wish we could have gotten back. Um, there was a lot of close games for Western this past year. I mean, we had UTSA. We lost by three. We lost by seven to Troy. We lost by three to Indiana in overtime, which God, cursed that kicker's leg. Um, but then you had moments where, like, uh, Florida International, we blew them out 73 to nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had moments where we lost to North Texas, 40 to 13. And that's that was – I remember that just being the most frustrating thing. I'm pretty sure I turned it off. Yeah, and then, of course – and then, and then we played Auburn, and we played Auburn really well. In the first, and half. I thought, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the first half, we did really, really well. And then the second half, like 
I don't think we could have put. Uh, I can't say that. I, I don't think we could have put. I don't think we could have put a you know a round peg in a square hole, you know, or anything. I was going to say a thumb in our butt, but anyway, um, because I mean we couldn't do anything right, and it was so frustrating. And then the next game we beat Willie T thirty two thirty one in overtime, um, and then he ends up losing his job. I'm sorry, Coach T, um, but he's ended up actually working for. He's what is he in the pros now? He's in the NFL coaching, helping out or something. I don't know. Where do you go? The Ravens, Ravens, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, hey, you know, it all works out in the end. I'm hoping he's doing well. And uh, we've got a transfer with Coach Taggart's son. So, uh, and I mean, and then to top it off, Western won 44 23 with Reed throwing almost three yards shy of 500 yards um, for that game. And I mean, that game was even better because. That was right during the transfer, and we didn't know if he was going to play, and he ended up yeah. – uh, I think he came back right before that. Am I wrong? Or did he agree to come back, or did he just – was just going to finish out the bowl game? I can't remember. But He's just going to finish out the bowl game regardless, but still ended up staying after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what – that that game was really exciting because, like, going into it, like, we had Oceans transferred. We had Reed was going to transfer. And we're all just looking around going, who is going to play quarterback here? You know, so for Reed to come in and do well and, uh, you know, and then it eventually comes back. I mean, it was just icing on the cake for him coming back. And then, of course, you have uh, <laughs> men's basketball. Matt already took one of those with the 33-point game against North Texas. That was a horrible one. And then, of course, finishing out the year against FAU and losing uh, – um, basically by 25 points, we lost by 24 there, um, which was, I mean, we had two series of five game losing streaks that year or this past year. Um, so, and, and, and it's, this team was so hyped up as part of my problem. We were so hyped up. Everything was going great. We were eight and one going into Louisville. And I think I think everybody overlooked Louisville, and just mm-hmm. assumed Louisville was just gonna we were just they were just gonna roll over, um, and then we lost, and then uh, Western went to South Carolina, and we kind of expected to do the same thing, and then we lost, and then it just kind of snowballed, and the team just wasn't able to come back from that, and it was just made it even worse. Um, you know it. It, it was it, it was a very frustrating season, um, and then of course Coach Stansberry was uh, had some illnesses, um, which I, I still haven't heard definitively what those are. But I think it's something with his lungs, and Matt is going to hell because he's made fun of him for so long because of the way he sounds. Um, <laughs> I was like, Matt's I mean, not even listening to my rambling right now, bro. Uh, is it, wait, mean, did you say something? Is my impression not accurate? <laughs> That's what the guy sounds like. It's not making fun of him. Uh, but anyway. Um, Shoot that I, ball! I do have some good news, though. <laughs> we will no it. longer have to worry about North Texas and UAB being in our conference. Yes. yes. I guess I that's good news that or to be. A, I think it's sad that we have to be afraid of any certain program or whatever. Like, we should be the... We should be the top dog. So, freaking yes. Lutz, let's go. Let's go. Well, now, now this is what we need for between this end of the season and the start of next season for our for our podcast. 
is we need Davion McKnight to stay. So everybody, if you've listened this far, be nice. You know, if you see him out at the grocery store, don't be a creeper like Matt and talk to him. Just, you know, <laughs> just be nice to him, you know? Yeah, act like, like he's hey. an alien and ignore him <laughs> and kind of point and stare, but don't say anything. That's much better than just saying, hey, man, how's it going? My kids uh, love you. <laughs> okay, you can lead with the kids love you thing. Okay, well, we're good with that. But anyway, um, Matt, you're going to have to work on your Coach Lutz impression. So we'll have to have a Coach Lutz impression next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I'll see what I can do. And, and also, at some point during the summer, I'm going to try to interview someone from each new Conference USA school that's going to be coming in and get to know them and their universities. So that's something I'm going to try to do. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, that'll be, be really great. cool. We'll definitely have to share that through the podcast and uh, all that good stuff. So, um, But we, I just want to say we appreciate our listeners. Uh, if you've made it this far, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, if you need some help, you get kind of down and depressed because the podcast isn't going to come back on till August or September. Uh, you know, go to betterhelp.com forward slash red out. You'll get 10% off your first month. It helps us. It helps you. Um, it helps the dogs. <laughs> yeah. My dog just saw something. <laughs> He's on the clock right now. Please forgive him. He's our dog. He's being transferred. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> wow, it's in the transfer portal. Oh God, that's not good. Did, His did name is Diddle. Diddle. He can't transfer. Yeah, yes. yeah he can't yes. transfer, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, I hope you all have a good year, and uh, we will see you all later. Thanks, guys. As always, go tops. Go Peace tops. out. Go tops. Take care, guys. I can't believe it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.